Welcome to the Farm Credit Advocates Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Fuchs, Senior Vice President of Government Affairs at Mid-Atlantic Farm Credit. I'm excited to introduce today's guest, Georgie Cartanza. Georgie is well-known in poultry circles throughout the Delmarva Peninsula as she's been involved in the sector in different capacities throughout her impressive career. She's currently the poultry specialist for UD Extension, a Nuffield USA farming scholar, a poultry grower herself, and a tremendous advocate for agriculture. I've had the pleasure of interacting with Georgie throughout the years uh, on numerous occasions, and I'm very glad to have her with us today to share her story. Georgie, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks for the opportunity to be here. Well, Georgie, why don't we get started uh, sort of at the beginning. How did you first get involved in the poultry industry? When I went to college, I knew I wanted to do something to help farmers, but I really didn't know what that would look like. And Purdue happened to come do on-campus interviews at Delaware State University. And it was through that on-campus interview that I got the chance to interview with Purdue and ultimately end up with my my, first job out of college was working for Purdue. And I kind of thought, you know, the poultry industry is one of the biggest things here um, if I wanted to stay local on Delmarva. And so uh, so that's how I ended up in the chicken business. And did you have any uh, ag background before you went to school or um, was that kind of your first foray into it? Uh, that was really my first foray into it. Uh, I, I grew up in town, um, although I had befriended, you know, someone who was a, a farmer, uh, was a grain farmer, and I saw, you know, just how hard their family worked, the sacrifices they made, the, the risks they took, and I thought, you know what, if I can do something to help those people, that's how I would like to spend my career. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about your current role with University of Delaware Extension? So I work for Cooperative Extension for the University of Delaware, and I'm a poultry extension agent. So I do outreach and education with poultry farmers, but also with community groups. And so a lot of what I do is to try to help farmers um, follow BMPs, which are best management practices, uh, be better neighbors, be more competitive in terms of how well they're growing their chickens, whether that be, you know, looking at animal welfare, uh, all those kinds of things would be things that I would try to help a farmer with, uh, poultry farmers in particular. And then I also do a lot of outreach and education with community groups so that they can really get an understanding of, you know, just how important the poultry industry is to Delaware and to our region, you know, how many jobs it provides. And then also I do outreach with kids and students in schools. So uh, we're actually working on an embryology program for Sussex County that we're going to be piloting uh, in October. And then um, in this past spring, I did a follow the flock with uh, where I did Zoom meetings with students. So, you know, I really get to have a quite a variety of, of who I engage with and, and what I try to help them understand. But ultimately, I'm just trying to help make it so that our industry is more sustainable and that we're doing the right things for the environment, for the community and, and for the well-being of the chickens. That keeps you pretty busy. Uh, <laughs> no <laughs> doubt about it. Um, well, you, you not only educate the growers and, and the community, you're not only doing this um, uh, from a, an extension point of view, but you're a grower yourself. Can you tell us how you got involved in, in growing chickens? We were all on the verge of having our third child when we decided that, you know, that maybe this would be a good thing. And I looked at it as a way for our, us to pay for our children to go to college. And so that's really what made me kind of decide to try to be uh, a poultry grower myself um, was I was able to go out and felt like I was, you know, helping other people be successful. And I thought, well, you know, maybe we can be successful with that as well. And this would be a, a means or a way to help assist in paying for our children's college. And as a grower, 
someone that works with other growers on a daily basis, what would you say are some of the challenges that the industry currently faces? Well, you know, I, when I think about over the past 20 years, how the population has changed and grown in Kent County and Sussex County, Delaware, um, I think there's been almost a 55% increase in um, population in Sussex County alone in the past 20 years. And, you know, you have people who are moving here that maybe don't have as much familiarity with agriculture, uh, the smells that may be associated with agriculture, some of the things they may see, like chickens loaded on trucks, you know, going to processing plants. So I think one of our challenges is to really try to connect with, you know, some of the people that have moved here so that they understand, you know, what we're doing, why we do it, um, the importance of it is to our economy, because we want to be able to be sustainable. We want to be able to be good neighbors. We want to, you know, see this industry thrive here for years to come. And, you know, these are people who are going to, are you know, go going to influence politics, are going to influence legislation. You know, I think if we can build, you know, a bridge of understanding of, of you know, what we're doing, why we're doing it, um, you know, I think we can succeed at that. So I think that's one of our challenges. There's been a lot of focus on water quality. Farmers have adopted a lot of technologies, you know, whether they be heavy use pads, you know, most farmers have manure storage buildings. You know, we've done a lot of things to try to lessen our impact on water quality. Um, but probably the thing that's coming at us, you know, pretty hard and fast is now air emissions. And, you know, what is the impact of of the air that's coming out of poultry houses to the community and to the environment? We're doing some things with vegetative buffers to address that. But, you know, we probably, you know, there's always an opportunity to improve. And, and the, what are those, what are the solutions that will help resolve some of those challenges? Well, certainly no no shortage of, of challenges. And we certainly appreciate um, all the support you offer to the the industry and, and to the growers. On a lighter note, what do you like best about being involved in the chicken community? I love helping people. When I get to go to a farm and you see a, a farmer who has been, you may be struggling with some things and you can give them a few key things to really focus their attention on. And then you come back, you know, two months later or you get a phone call from them and they say, hey, you know, I did that. And this this flock, I settled, you know, I, I settled in the top five or I did a lot better this time. To me, that that's that's the best thing about my job. It, it you know. And in all the roles I've played in agriculture, it really has been kind of the service to try to help other people. And to me, there's nothing better than that. And and part of that service, I know you've you've been involved uh, in different roles over the years with uh, previously the Dunmarva Poultry Industry, now uh, called the Dunmarva Chicken Association, and served on different committees, one of which is the, the Grower Committee. Can you tell us a little bit about that involvement? The uh, Grower Committee... Um, previously really been focused really on probably trying to do some outreach and education and, and give additional education to poultry farmers. Probably moving forward, we've not done a lot in the past year and COVID has really kind of slowed things down. The shift of that may be more towards advocacy um, and really trying to build that bridge of understanding with community groups. The role of the the, the grower committee, you know, I think we're a little bit, at, you know, it's kind of evolving and changing and um, and we'll see where that goes, you know, here in the near future. Well, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, if anything, farmers and, and the chicken uh, industry is is all about adapting, right, to, to current situations and circumstances. And, and the groups that advocate on, on their behalf um, are no different. So um, look forward to seeing what, what comes out of that. 
Are you an aspiring or current poultry grower in the Delmarva region? Farm Credit knows that understanding grower payment calculations can help producers identify areas of success and opportunity. Register for our free webinar on September 27th to learn how to read a flock settlement sheet, what goes into payment calculations, and more from this podcast guest, Georgie Cartanza. Visit mafc.com backslash webinar to register today and receive your free poultry ebook. Georgie, I, uh, I tell you what, one of the things I en- enjoy most about the way that you advocate on behalf uh, of the industry is on your, your Facebook and your, your social media uh, posts. And uh, uh, you've done some music video type posts um, and, and others, and they create uh, quite a buzz. So how do you come up with them? Well, uh, I may sound a little bit crazy, but um, oftentimes I don't plan them. It'll just be something kind of hits me. And I don't know, you know, if, you know, maybe if God's putting a little something on my heart that says, hey, you know, this, this is what you need to do today. Um, but I know I remember when I took uh, Elton John's Rocket Man song and I turned it into Chicken Man. I woke up at five o'clock that morning with that song on my mind with changing the lyrics uh, to represent chicken farmers. And uh, I already had a chicken suit. And so I got up and I, I have a, 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 you know, a little electronic keyboard. I can't play it, but I put it on my front lawn and uh, asked one of my friends, hey, can you videotape me singing this song? And I think by seven thirty eight o'clock that morning, I made the video and posted it. And so really, a lot of them have just been, um, especially the funny ones like that, have really just been like, hey, I don't know, I just, I, I, I don't really plan ahead. I just, I, I, I like to sing and dance and I do have some dress up stuff and it's like, hey, you know, today's the day and, and it just kind of put on my heart. So that's really how some of the more funny ones have come about. Um, I did do one when, um, oh, uh, li- uh, not the Lion King, but uh What's it? Tiger King, you know, was popular on Netflix when COVID first hit. Yeah, I did a little parody of, of him. And again, it's just something that kind of just hits me. And I'm like, oh, that, you know, that might be funny. It might be uplifting to somebody, especially when we were going through, you know, all the unknowns and the anxiety uh, when COVID first hit. Well, uh, I, I can say on this end, mission accomplished. Um, <laughs> the, the, those posts always uh, bring a smile to my face. And, you know, not only does it does it have that, you know, de-stressor, uh, component, but um, you know, as you're as you're doing those posts, it, it does advocate on behalf of the the industry and helps bring awareness. So uh, keep them coming. Uh, yeah. We we love them. Oh. Yeah, thank you. I know I know some of the videos I made actually doing different tasks in the chicken house. And, you know, explaining why we did it, how we did it. Um, I, I know one video, I, I was wind rowing and I was kind of dancing on the tractor. And I've had some other poultry farmers say to me, I've never even thought about dancing on my tractor. But, you know, maybe I should try it. Because <laughs> you're, you're only going about a mile per hour. so <laughs> uh, A whole um, tractor dancing movement that you've <laughs> um, On a little more serious note... Um, you know, during the intro, we mentioned briefly that uh, you are a Nuffield USA farming scholar. In fact, um, you're the, the first USA farming scholar uh, for Nuffield. Can you tell us a little bit about that program and your experience? 
Uh, yes. So the, the Nuffield, Nuffield Farming Scholarship is a scholarship that has been around for over 80 years. And um, it's something that traditionally was, uh, most times it would be scholars from Australia and from England would be the majority of scholars. And um, uh, it was actually first introduced by William Morris, which if anybody has ever um, driven an MG or is familiar with the MG car, uh, that was Morris Garage. Um, William Morris was, you know, he is who started kind of the Nuffield Scholarship Program. And basically what he did was he came over here to a Ford factory and learned how to build cars and then went back to England and started started a business building cars. And he really felt as though the opportunity to travel and learn about things and then be able to come back and share that information or, or be able to, to do something that was to the benefit, you know, of the community was 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 a great thing to do. And so he didn't have any children. So he started a scholarship and there's different types of scholarship, but this one is specifically for farming. And so the amount of scholars in a year will vary from year to year, but they come from, at this point, they come from Australia, England, New Zealand. There's some from France, Germany, Netherlands. Uh, there's some from Brazil and, and the USA has come into it in the past few years. And so, um, but really it's a great opportunity for somebody who's a farmer to get the opportunity to travel and experience agriculture in different areas of the world. And so typically it's a program where you would travel for eight weeks initially and you would go with a group of people and that's called the Global Focus Program. For my Global Focus Program, I got to go to Brazil, uh, Mexico. We came back to Washington, D.C., then to New York, uh, then to uh, Ireland, France, and New Zealand. And you essentially spend about a week in each of those countries learning about different aspects of agriculture. And then you do an individual study where you are you, you come up with a topic that you think would be beneficial um, and helpful to be able to come back and share with your community and you do an individual study that will last about eight weeks as well. And you can break that up and you choose what countries you go to. And so when, when I did that in particular, I went to Germany, Israel, and the Netherlands and, um, and did a lot of study there and, and look at, you know, innovations in poultry that I thought would help us be more sustainable here on Delmarva, especially when you look at commercial poultry production. It's, it's something that totally took me out of my comfort zone. But it definitely helped broaden my horizons because it made me appreciate other aspects of agriculture, but also come back with some ideas that I thought would be really beneficial to our area. Well, I, I know that the Farm Credit is a, a big uh, supporter of that program. We appreciate what it provides to both the folks that go through the program, but in general, the benefits it can bring to, to agriculture in, in general. And we'll, we'll go ahead and, and um, leave a link to the website for Nuffield Farming Scholars uh, in the show notes. And uh, hopefully folks can, can check that out and learn more. Yes, absolutely. And, and they're actually there right now. They're taking applications for the for the next you know group of scholars. So, so yeah. So if, if you have interest in traveling and there's a topic you'd like to explore, Nuffield is a is a, is an awesome opportunity for for an individual to learn and grow. But you also you don't want to just be about yourself. You want to be how is it going to serve the greater you know the greater good of of what you're doing. Well, Georgie, this is the this is the the 
fun part uh, of the interview, and it's uh, ahead of the last question. Uh, but this is our lightning round. So right. in our lightning round, we do five either-or type questions. Uh, so I'll give you uh, basically two things, and you you pick which one best fits uh, for you. Okay. Um, are you ready? I am ready. Okay. Uh, after this uh, past 18 months or so, um, a lot of online meetings, so Zoom or WebEx? Zoom. All right, when you, when you do have time to get away from, uh, from your birds, is it the beach or the mountains? The beach. And uh, as far as social media posts and uh, um, the best platforms for, for your uh, videos, would you say Facebook or TikTok? Facebook. And background music for those videos... Would you go with Whitney Houston or Gloria Estefan? Hmm. Probably Whitney Houston. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. <laughs> and then um, in the current world of chicken sandwich wars, is it Chick-fil-A or Popeye's? I would have to say Chick-fil-A. Ah, good choice. Good choice. Okay. Well, all, all excellent answers. Uh, five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, we usually end our uh, our interviews with a final question, and that is, what do you advocate for in agriculture? You know, I, the main thing I advocate for in agriculture is that, you know, people should have the freedom to choose. You know, so whether, you know, you may value organic, you may va- value conventional farming, you may choose to be a vegetarian. What I really try to advocate for is that, Hey, you know, we all have the freedom to choose and that we all all of these methods of production, they can all coexist. And 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 that's what's great about, you know, having that freedom to choose. The consumer drives a lot of what we do. And so, you know, if you see a breast that's bigger than, you know, you see a big breast at Sam's Club versus, you know, a a breast somewhere else that's a lot smaller. You know, you know, we we produce and provide what the consumer wants. It's all driven by that. So that that would be something that I really try to advocate for and really to help build the understanding that farmers are really the first environmentalists. We do generally care about the environment. If we don't take care of it, it's not going to take care of us. Farmers, they do care about their animals that they take care of. And while they're responsible for them, they're going to provide the very best environment for them that they can. And so those are really the things that I really try to impart on people um, when I connect with them. And that there's a lot of misinformation out there and make sure that you try to be very, to have some discernment and try to figure out, you know, why am I being told this story? What's the, what's the motivation so that you really understand and make wise decisions that really are about what you value and, and spend your, spend your, your food dollar on the things that you value and what's really important to you, but make sure it represents what you really think it does. Excellent. Well, Georgie, thank you again for your time. Thank you for your advocacy on behalf of agriculture. Uh, appreciate uh, all that you do. Oh, well, thank you, Kurt. I really appreciate the chance to, to share. And, and um, if somebody has questions or I can be of help to them, um, I'm a text, a phone call, or an email away. Well, we appreciate it. And remember, folks, if you enjoyed this interview, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Uh, to get podcast notes and subscribe to email alerts, go to mafc.com forward slash podcast. And, of course, if you have any topic or guest suggestions, please send them to podcast at mafc.com. Thanks, everyone, and stay well.